Today we're going to be speaking about citrus oils. What are citrus oils? It's a it's a class within within the group of essential oils, uh, which is to say we extract something from an essential oil. We extract something usually from an herb or some kind of a botanical, which has a, a flavorful components. And here they're being taken from citrus, um, and particularly from the peels of certain citrus fruits. A, a, a popular one is oranges. There's a lot of types of oranges. There are sweet oranges and bitter orange and tangerines and mandarins and bergamot. Those are all types of oranges. And grapefruits, lemons, and limes. Those are the ones that I'm aware of, of the of the citrus oils that are taken from, taken from the peel. So one way to do it is you could actually take the peels and steam them um, to get the essential oils to separate from the peel, um, which is sort of the way you do it for um, regular essential oils. That's what you would do to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to the uh, botanicals. But it's more, I think, I believe it's more common to cold press or to express them, the, the oil from the peels. And what that means is that be, they have fruits that are going to be juiced. They're going to be used for juicing. Before they take the juice out of them, they use machinery to essentially scrape off all of the peel off of the outside of the of the fruit. Just about all the peel, maybe leave just a drop. So they'll be able to squeeze it afterwards. And then those scraps that they've just gotten off, all those little pieces that they got off, they press them and to get the juice to come out of them. So you might see those listed as, it might say something like, um, you know, oil orange CP. CP stands for cold pressed, okay, or just expressed. Okay? But in most cases, that's what it is. It's done, <clears throat> excuse me, through cold pressing. Uh, take, again, pressing the peel to get these this oil to drip out of it. Now, the, the, what comes out of the peel, the oil that comes out of the peel in its you know, original state is only about 5% um, flavorful components, and the rest of it is what are, they, what are called terpenes, um, of which the most common is delimonene, um, which are present. They're not very good for people who want to make flavors. Um, so um, the oil, as it comes out, is not strong enough or is not good enough to be used as a flavor. It could be used, but it has all these terpenes that come along with it that are not desirable. So what they'll do is um, they heat up the uh, oil and they, they do a distillation, which is to say is you heat up the oil to a temperature where the flavorful components, the aldehydes and ketones and all whatever other kind of flavorful components are in there, which have whose boiling point is relatively low, they boil out and leave the terpenes behind. Okay, so then as those vapors escape with all that good flavor that you want, um, you, you, they get, you know, directed someplace where they get cooled down back into a liquid. Okay? And the more concentrated uh, or distilled that you do the oil is, the more useful it is because it's, it's better for use as a, as a flavor component. Um, and they, in the industry, they call those, instead of calling it concentrations, excuse me, they call that folds. So if you, if you raise, the, so for example, if the level of uh, flavorful components was 5% and you raise it up to 20%, so now you'd call it, uh, let's say if it was an orange oil, you'd say orange oil fourfold, okay? Because it's now four times as strong as it was in its, so to speak, original or natural state. Okay, or you could call it 4X. Some people use that term. Usually they call it folds, okay? Now, it's, people assume that the people who uh, do this kind of uh, processing um, use equipment that's dedicated for that. That's all they're doing is citrus oils and that um, this process of folding doesn't raise any cautious concerns. Um, so if you see something on it that says oil, lemon, California, twofold, um, that means it was it's twice as strong as the original uh, one was. Um, some people also call this market as terpeneless, 
Okay, which is again, we've removed the, all the terpenes out of this to make it even better, or things like that. Okay, um, now the terpenes themselves are actually sold off separately. There are also some people, have, there are some uses for them, um, and those are also, again, without cautious concerns. Okay, some, some, I'll just mention some of the compounds that are considered the valuable compounds in each of these fruits. Are, in orange, it's orange, and even in bergamot, it's lin linalool. Uh, bergamot also has linalool acetate. Um, grapefruit, it's nutcatone. Um, in mandarin oranges, it's methylanthranolate. For lemons, it's linalool also in citral, and limes, it's just citral. Okay, so now, another thing, aside from getting rid of the terpenes, also there are waxes or resins um, which get dissolved into the oil, and what happens is that with time, as the, if, the, if the oil sits for too long, the waxes start to fall out of the suspension, uh, and they start to separate, and they, they become, they leave, there'll be like cloudiness or particles in the oil, um, which won't be, isn't not desirable. So there are different ways to get rid of these waxes or these resins. Um, <clears throat> one is to chill it to a very cold temperature, way colder than you'd ever keep it in storage. And when you make things cold, they don't, they don't, things don't dissolve as well in lower temperatures. So the waxes fall out of the suspension. You can clear them out, or they centrifuge them, or they filter them, or a combination of these uh, to get them out. Um, so those, <clears throat> those might be, <clears throat> excuse me. You might see an oil that's listed as, I don't know, it's oil lime uh, de-resinified. I mean, you took the resin out or de-waxed. Okay, and all those mean um, that they've done one of these processes to take out the waxes or the resins. Um, the same thing. Um, also, some people don't like the color. Um, the, the color, because the, these tend to have a strong, a deep yellow or orange color to them, these oils. Um, so they could be colored or color reduced. Uh, that's how they might be listed as colored or color reduced. Um, and uh, I, it's my impression that that's done by passing them through filters like diatomaceous earth that removes all the coloring. Um, and none of these processes that I mentioned that get rid of the waxes or the colors appear to pose any cautious concern. So those are all considered okay. Now, when, we, when you name a citrus oil, so in addition to writing the number of the type of oil, like I'll say, I don't know, well, grapefruit oil or oil grapefruit, and <clears throat> saying how many folds it is, because that's also important. So I might say, oil, grapefruit, four flow, fold. There's some other things that would be in the title also, that, that often in the title. One is um, where it comes from. So it might be oil, lime, Tahiti, fourfold. Or it might say, we're part of a country. I'll say, oil, excuse me. It'll say, oil, oil, lemon, Argentina, Tucumán, fivefold. Tucumán is a place, is an area in Argentina, Okay. Or it might say, not the place where it comes from, but something about the fruit. Like it'll say, oil tangerine dancy. Dancy is a type of tangerine. It's, it's a variety. So it's, it's more, uh, making more clear exactly what it is. Or it'll say, uh, oil, oil orange mid-season to tell you when they picked it for whatever, you know, that says something about the fruit. Another type of thing it might say is uh, quality issue. Like it'll say, um, grapefruit oil high nutcatone. Okay, that's that describing to you what you're getting over here, or uh, oil orange colorless because that again to tell you something about it or say it's pure or natural, all these types of things, uh, again, which are all just descriptions and don't affect the cautious. So, based on everything you've I've been saying until now for the past couple of minutes, um, most people assume, which is and it's correct, that citrus oils, um, by and large, do not require any hashkacha, they could without hashkacha, they're a group one material, um, which in fact is true, um, however. Um, but there's a whole kinds of exceptions to that rule, uh, which is what I'm going to talk about the rest of the time. Um, the exceptions, the, the reasons why there might be 
places where there might be concern. Again, not, not to take away from the main rule, which is, yes, they tend to be group one, but there are some exceptions there. And the first major exception is um, things come from Eretz Yisrael. And what I mean by that is, is that Eretz Yisrael has, you know, mitzvahs that are different than the rest of the world, special mitzvahs that apply to produce. So things that are group one, you know, in general, considered group one, will automatically require hashkach if they come from Eretz Yisrael. And it's considered so obvious that group one means you can get it from any supplier. But any means, but not from Eretz Yisrael. Because if it comes from Eretz Yisrael, you have to be careful about We'll talk in a second about Arla and Shumas and and Shviz. Um, so that means is if it's coming from Eretz Yisrael, all of a sudden it needs hashkach or special care to make sure that it was taken care of, that whatever it is, that it's okay. Um, so they don't even bother writing that on a schedule. It's assumed that everybody knows that piece of information and is alert for that. Okay, so that's in general for things that come from the ground. It's even more important for citrus oils because Eretz Yisrael is considered a significant um, supplier on the world market for these for citrus oils and all the things that come from them, like nutcatone, um, which is, again, which is the, 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 the aromatic es, uh, element of, I think it was grapefruit, was that what nutcatone was? Whatever, whichever one it was from. So for those kind of things, you have to be extra careful that they don't, that they don't come out to solve. However, that said, that said, here's some information that have to do with that that maybe make us think twice about how serious the concern is about things that come from here to solve. The first is like this. Um, as I've been mentioning, the, the, these citrus oils come from the peel. That's where they come from. Um, so everybody agrees, that's, that's a preferred then that um, the, the Isra of Arla applies to the peels of, the, the peels of fruit also. Um, so in, from a theoretical sense, if, if the oil comes from a fruit, which is in its first three years that it's growing, it will be a problem of Arla. Um, and there are, in fact, some varieties of orange that have more than 5% Arla, which is what many consider to be the cutoff. Um, but the truth is that most citrus fruits have little or no realistic concern of coming from Arla. Of course, you have to check the charts. And also, when we, talk, when we learned Tilchus Tilayim, we spoke about um, exactly what the cutoff is. Let's say it's 1% or 10%. So, again, as I said, many hold that 5%. Is, if it's under 5%, you don't have to worry about it. But again, there are different cheetahs. But most citrus fruits have almost no concern of Arla, uh, at least nowadays, the way they're produced the way they're grown, um, in which case um, the chashash of Arla is not very serious. Okay, now what about Trumas and So the Chazanish says that there's no requirement to be mafish Trumas and from citrus peels because um, he says most people just throw them in the garbage. In other words, they're not considered edible and therefore you don't have to be mafish Trumas and um, They're not considered a food. Now, he says, he, he, he mentions that um, he's disagreeing with the Nishmas Adam who says that you do have to do hafrasha. Okay, so he, he mentions that. And he says, no, I don't agree with the Nishra Sadam. So it's worth thinking about that for a second because he brings, he says, the Chazanish the says, you know, the Nishra Sadam says that there are a lot of people who use orange peels for different food uses. There are food uses for them. He says, but the mice is, um, you want to know what their real status is? He says, there's 10 times as many people who throw them right in the garbage and they don't do anything with them. He says, so the mice, so that's, that's what decides their status. And since the so many more people throw them in the garbage, they're considered not edible, and therefore you don't have to be marfashumized. That's what the Chazanish says. Now, if you look at the Nishra's Adam, you see that he sh- seems to have preempted this question that the Chazanish was going to ask him, you know, I don't know, 200 years later, which is, I don't know, 150 years, 200 years later, which is, the Nishra's Adam says, he says, there are different breeds or types of oranges, and the ones that are used commercially um, are specially bred 
with that in mind. In other words, the, the ones that are, that are commercially going to be turned into citrus oils are, are ones that are being grown with that understanding. They're going to take these oranges, they're going to peel these types of oranges, specific varieties of oranges. They're going to take these, they're going to scrape off the peels and take the oil out of them, and then squeeze the oranges or the other fruits for juice. And they're grown specifically for that purpose, which is to say is, which is to say is, so though, it's, even though they're all, they're all oranges, but they're not all the same orange. This kind of oranges are grown with this in mind. And for those, the majority of them, in fact, are used for citrus oil. Uh, the peels are used, they are considered to be edible, as opposed to the, and, and the oranges we have in our house that I buy in the supermarket, those are not. So which is to say is, the initial something is, is saying is, in your house, if you have an orange, you might not be required to be mafra shumas or maizis. That might He might agree that the, I'm sorry, that the peel from that orange, you're not hired to be mafra shumas or maizis. But when we're talking commercially about buying uh, citrus oil, using a citrus oil that came from Eretz Yisrael, then all of a sudden, um, that, it could be that in that case, that, that's the, the initial result of the saying is, these really are considered edible because most people do eat them. And in fact, I think that's, Nowadays, that's correct, that the oranges are grown like that, although at least oranges are for sure, but probably other fruits as well, there are specific varieties or breeds that are grown like that. Okay. Now, as far as Shemitah, the Chazanish says, it's right in the same piece, the Chazanish says that since the citrus peels are not edible, so halachas or Shemitah don't apply to them also. Of course, the Nishmah will argue on that. But it's interesting that, the, that, that in Rukhain Kineski, in Derech Hamunu says that Lamaisa, you should probably be machmer, especially for lemon peels. Now, for lemon peels, in Hilchus Trumas, uh, gives brings a, a tzad that maybe lemons are worse than other fruits because people taka use them. They dunk the peels into their into their tea to give them flavor. In other words, they want the oil to come out. Um, not not exactly sure how that really answers what the Chazanish said. Uh, I assume most people do th- throw them out, but anyhow, that's what. But he says for shemitah you should seemingly be machmer. Not clear to me what the difference is. Why you'd be more machmer for shemitah than for trumas and um, But that's what it seems to be. Okay. Now, let's move on to it. Now, now that we've talked about the, the basics of how you make these oils and uh, the aristotle issues, now there are some things that have to do with additives. Well, let's, let's go through a few of them. Um, some people, some companies who make these will add uh, antioxidant to prevent the oil from oxidizing, which means to spoil. So sometimes that will be uh, the BHA or BHC, and something will be even in the name. I'll say, I don't know, orange Valencia with or the half a percent BHA in it, okay? Um, BHA, and BH, P, BHA and BHC are not a cautious concern, so that's okay if that's added into it. But other people will use tocopherols um, as do them. They'll call it, you know, and I'll say, I don't know, orange, uh, lemon oil California type tenfold with 0.1% tocopherol, okay? Again, it's the same, the tocopherol plays the same role to be an antioxidant. Um, now, we, we've spoken in the past the antioxidants, I'm sorry, the tocopherols are made from cotton oil or, co- or other vegetable oils, corn oil, different oils it's made from, which are kosher sensitive. It's true they're kosher sensitive. But if we think about it, okay, they're kosher sensitive. So um, we wouldn't want to put it in if it wasn't kosher. But lamaise is, it's going to be bottle because it's put in tiny percent, like, like I just said to you, it's in, you know, 0.1%. It's in tiny amounts of antioxidants. Um, and, and if you know, it's not considered Dover Hamaymid for two reasons. Um, first of all, it's not considered Dover Hamaymid because um, we spoke about this when we learned about Dover Hamaymid that something that prevents spoilage is not a Dover Hamaymid. Hamaymid has to make a change in the food. This doesn't change anything when you add it in, it just keeps it the way it is going forward. That's not considered Dover Hamaymid. And the second thing is, is that a Dover Hamaymid is only not bottle if it's inherently not kosher. 
um, if it's just not kosher because it has because uh, of kalim issues, that when is can be bottle, it's not a problem. So in din, it's for sure bottle. Um, <coughs> uh, and therefore, min din, the fact that these have some tekafros mixed in is not a concern. Halachically, uh, it's not a concern. Some hashkachos will say, no, if it says on it with 1%, 0.1% tekafros, so it's basically like, like an advertisement, this thing says on it, this contains ingredients that might not be kosher, so they don't want to use it as, as a coupon, and that would throw, they would say, no, don't take it like that. But that's different ways of approaching something like this. And then it's for sure not a concern. And for sure the, the, the oil is kosher, whether you want, and for sure even when it'll be used in the food, it'll be kosher. Um, but some people wouldn't want to consider that to be a coupon. Okay, now, some citrus oils will have other wording that has to do with, that are clear that something was added into it, like let's say naturally fortified, or W-O-N-F, meaning with other natural other natural flavors. Um, and so something was added in, obviously, in those cases, we'd want to know um, what's been added in. Or it'll say something else that gives us a hint that they played around with the oil to make it like something else. It'll say, 87123 type, meaning we're trying to mimic something else, and that potentially means that something was added into them. Um, so in all these kind of cases, before um, before approving it, you'd want to know what it is that was added in or get some more information on it because um, just it makes you concerned that who knows what was put into it. One last kind of additive is that citrus oils, Kishmai uh, Kenhu, they're oils. They don't mix with water. Um, so if you're going to want to use a citrus oil to, in your seltzer or soda or some other kind of beverage, um, it's not going to work. If you want to flavor a seltzer with lime oil, it's not, it's not going to stay in, in the water. Um, and you have to add an emulsifier to make it mix. Okay, Two of the common ones that are used for this are glycerol esters of wood rosin or brominated vegetable oil, uh, both of which are kosher sensitive. Um, not clear to me that, they, that they're considered of I'm not... I'm not sure about that. I guess it might depend on how they use. Um, again, okay, depending on different factors. But um, but the point is, is that if a, if a if a citrus oil comes and says that it is water sorry, like orange oil terpeneless oil orange. So this is one we had oil orange terpeneless fivefold water soluble. So the beginning of it was fine. Um, everything's fine, but water soluble that makes that would make us concerned of what's. Um, What's going on here? What what was put into it to make it water soluble, and that would uh, raise cautious concerns. Okay, now let's move on to some of them that they don't indicate it was an additive, but rather that there's some kind of a process was done with them. So I've already described a whole bunch of processes of distillation and filtering and chilling, all kinds of processes that are fine that don't pose a concern. But here are some that actually would, and one is when it has like a generic special. It'll say specially de-waxed. Okay, well, so what is specially de-waxed or specially processed or extra rectified? So, so something, something, I'm sorry, special something is happening to this thing. Well, as soon as you say that, that makes the, the, the rabbis a little nervous. Uh, what was a special process of de-waxing that's different than everybody else's? And you'd want to find that more information before proving that is okay. Or other ones will say to them they were rectified or enhanced or washed. So how did they do that? How did they rectify this? What did they do to enhance it? And washing is... A process similar to folding. It's it's you rinse it with something with some kind of a solvent <clears throat> that extracts the part the, the flavorful component or the something that you're looking for. <clears throat> but what did you wash it with? What was the process that you used? <clears throat> so all of these would make people wonder. <clears throat> they're somewhat ambiguous. You start to wonder what is it that was done to this thing to tell us. And then uh, so before proving it, you'd want to know that those things were okay. 
Now, a very specific example of that is something that I think is pretty new, and it's listed, it'll be called LAR, or low AR, and the, that stands for low agricultural residue, which means is something was done to the oil in order to get out the pesticides or fertilizer or things like that, okay, residue from the agricultural, agricultural residue, things that are there from out in the farms and things like that. Um, so something was done to this oil to get rid of those, to get rid of those. Um, it's possible what was done to them is a process that's very innocuous and doesn't cause any concern. Could be. But it also it's very vague as to what that process is. Um, it's my impression that there's different ways to do this um, and not so clear whether they are or not uh, raise Kasha's concerns. And therefore, if, it, if it's low AR or LAR, um, that would be a reason to avoid using that without hashkacha or without more details. Okay. Lastly, um, there, are, there are some... Um, items that are some oils that will be listed with these really strange or ambiguous terms. I, I, I don't, we don't even know what they mean. So, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of getting a spec sheet. Like it'll say, what it'll say, um, let me see if I have one here. Uh, it'll say Oil Lemon California GQ. What does that stand for? What's GQ or SDP? Oil Lime SDP or XSPDU. Now, maybe that's completely something innocuous, but until someone finds out what, what it is, you have to wonder, you know, what exactly is going on here. It's L-A-H-V. What does that mean? Um, so without knowing what it is, uh, you'd be concerned that maybe it's not a group one. And very, very last in ambiguous types of things is that sometimes something will be listed as an essence. It'll say oil, orange, essence. Uh, and that term is, again, ambiguous um, because there are people who call a flavor, what we call a flavor, they call an essence. Um, well, there are other things that could be called an essence. Uh, and so, again, if something was called an essence, you'd say, you know, that might not actually be a good old-fashioned citrus oil. It might be something else, not really a citrus oil. It's, it's so to speak, pretending to be a citrus oil. It's acting um, like it's some kind of a oil, but it's orange oil essence. Um, and we'd be nervous and say, let's make sure we know what it is before taking it as a group oil.